This is the 5 o'clock report, 20 minutes of uninterrupted news, commercial free. I'm Jeff Kaplan. KSL's top story, Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley is campaigning in Utah today. We have team coverage. Let's begin with KSL News Radio's Eric Cabrera at UVU. The rally was held inside the North Center for Performing Arts at Utah Valley University, with Nikki Haley concluding her remarks with a promise to attendees. Our best days are yet to come. Thank you very much. I caught up with one of those attendees, BYU student Jace Rudd, who shared what was on his mind exiting the rally. I just feel happy to be here and to show that, you know, as a citizen that I that I care about the direction of our country. Show my opinion that I don't want to have the oldest president elected in history, that I want to support our allies and not side with dictators. And yeah, happy to be here. Reporting from Utah Valley University in Orem, Eric Cabrera, KSL News Radio. Before that rally at UVU, Nikki Haley was here in this building and was interviewed by the KSL editorial board. KSL News Radio's Adam Small was there. I strongly believe that we can do better than two 80-year-old candidates running for president. The former South Carolina governor told us so long as the majority of Americans don't want a rematch between President Biden and former President Trump, she is going to keep fighting. You'd have months of people complaining that Joe Biden's calling his opponents fascists and Donald Trump's calling his opponents vermin. I'm trying to give people a choice. And I think they deserve that. Haley also said if Donald Trump wins the nomination, she doesn't believe he will beat Joe Biden in a general election. She says she wants to not only bring people together, but also put the Republican Party on the right track, describing its current state as. That's a ship with a hole in it. We can either see the hole for what it is and take the life raft. Or we'll go down with the sinking ship. Adam Small, KSL News Radio. Well, you can't quite sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game yet, but this morning the state Senate approved the plan to spend a billion dollars on a major league stadium. Once the governor signs the measure, we can show off the stadium funding plans to impress Major League Baseball and maybe sway them toward granting Utah a team. The billion dollars would come from state sales tax collected in the Fair Park area over the next 30 years. KSL Newstime 502 State Representative Dan Johnson is back on the House floor today after he suffered a medical emergency on Capitol Hill Monday. After welcoming him back, Johnson's fellow representatives stood and applauded. Afterward, House Speaker Mike Schultz shared a few words. Representative Johnson, you're an amazing man and a dedicated servant, uh, and we are so grateful have you in our body and in our presence today. Earlier this week, Johnson announced he would not seek re-election this year, endorsing River Heights Mayor Jason Thompson to run for his seat. Dan Johnson is 77 years old. The longest-serving U.S. senator in leadership announced today that he's stepping down. Maria Chaleos is live at the KSL National News Desk. Jeff, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell says he will step down from his leadership role in November. A moment when I'm certain I have helped preserve the ideals I so strongly believe. That day arrived today. But McConnell says he will remain in the Senate until the end of his term. President Biden did not take a cognitive test during his annual physical today. While Mr. Biden's age has become a campaign issue, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre says the checkup did not include a neurological exam. His doctor, including the neurologist, do not believe that he needs one. That is their assessment. 
Meantime, the president's son was on Capitol Hill testifying behind closed doors. Republicans have been trying to find evidence of corruption stemming from Hunter Biden's position on the board of Ukrainian energy giant while his father served as vice president. Republican Matt Gates says he sees a clear relationship between Hunter's success in international business and his dad's then role in shaping U.S. foreign policy. I believe that you can actually bribe someone by paying their family members. I, I don't get this construct that unless Joe Biden himself received cash, that he somehow wasn't involved in the bribery operation. But Democrat Eric Spalwell says it's not likely Republicans will question Hunter in a public setting. Hunter leaned in, was not afraid to answer any of the questions. In fact, challenged a number of Republicans about their baseless theories, and they had nothing. And the Supreme Court has said April arguments over whether former President Trump can be prosecuted for election interference or whether he has immunity. The justice is saying they will have a decision no later than the end of June. Live from the KSL National News Desk, I'm Maria Chaleos, KSL News Radio. Ruby Frankie's ex-husband is supporting a bill to create a registration process for life coaches in Utah. Kevin Frankie submitted a letter to a Senate committee saying that He's met people who've had their children emotionally terrorized because of rogue life coaches. Ruby Frankie and her business partner, Jody Hildebrandt, were sentenced to up to 15 years in prison for child abuse. The two worked at a counseling company. A bill to ban pride flags in schools has failed. KSL News Radio's Britt Johnson spoke to the sponsor. Representative Jeff Stenquist says his goal was to make schools a neutral place, free from social and political beliefs being displayed. But he thinks people misunderstood the bill and that led to its failure. Now he plans on getting feedback and rewriting the bill so it will be better received at next year's legislative session. The bill targeted pride flags and any other displays of political and social issues. KSL News Time 506. First look traffic on the 5 o'clock report. Here's Ricky Meese. It's a bumpy ride out there. One problem is the crash eastbound I 80 just after the State Street exit ramp. That right lane is blocked, and that's backing traffic on the transition ramps from north and southbound I-15 and the 21st South Freeway. The 201 seeing heavy delays now westbound between I-15 and Bangor Highway and a crash called out northbound I-15 at 6 North moved to the right shoulder. Ricky Meese in the KSL Traffic Center. Thank you, Ricky. KSL News Time 506. An Idaho prison inmate convicted in multiple murders was supposed to die today. He won't. Almost an hour after Thomas Creech was wheeled into the execution room, it was called off. A medical team tried to get an IV established to give him fatal drugs. They tried repeatedly in his arms, legs, and ankles, but they could not get a line. Then the execution was put on hold. ABC's Alex Stone, since the death warrant expires today, Idaho officials aren't quite sure what happens next. A West Jordan daycare operator has been charged with multiple felony counts of child abuse. Leslie Ann Purcell allegedly beat a three-month-old child in her care, fracturing the infant's skull. The parents realized something was wrong when their baby repeatedly came home and vomited after daycare. Purcell was an unlicensed daycare provider. Protesters rallied in Alabama over the state Supreme Court's ruling declaring embryos 
as children. There were speakers on the steps of the Alabama State House sharing part of their IVF journey. Joining them, Alabama Senator Tim Melson admitting to an oversight in this month's ruling by the Alabama Supreme Court that declared an embryo is a child while allowing for health care providers to face liability in the event an embryo is lost unnaturally. We want to make sure that if there is something beyond the act of God that you do have recourse. He says the state legislature is working on a fix to protect providers while also upholding the state Supreme Court ruling. Derek Dennis, ABC News. KSL Sports Zach Wilson might not be the quarterback of the Jets much longer. Jets manager Joe Douglas tells the NFL they've granted Wilson permission permission to speak with other teams. I've had good conversation with his agent Brian Ariel. Um, we where we are exactly. We, we've given we've given them permission um, to talk to other teams about a trade. Um, I'm going to circle back with Brian at some point. Um, either this week or next week, just to see how those conversations go. Um, but um, other than that, there's there's nothing else to report. Zach Wilson was drafted number two overall in 2021, and he's had a, a less than successful run with the Jets since then. Traffic and weather together brought to you by Sinclair's DinoPay app. Save up to 20 cents per gallon. Here's Ricky Meese. The spaghetti bowl area is all jammed up due to two crashes. Now, that's where I-15, I-80, and the 201 all come together at that junction. We have a crash eastbound on the 21st South Freeway at I-15 that had a center lane blocked. And then we have the crash eastbound I-80 after State Street, and that's been blocking a right lane. So you're going to see delays through that entire area. If you are traveling eastbound on the 201, the backups are to Redwood Road. The westbound delays go from I-15 to Bangor Highway, and then northbound slowdowns due to the crash backing traffic on the transition from I-80 to I-15. The northbound I-15 delays start in South Salt Lake. Slow down southbound I-15 between 33rd South in South Salt Lake all the way to Bluffdale, Mark. South Belt delays westbound Highland Drive to 1300 East. Eastbound has been sluggish but improving Redwood Road of the South Interchange. Seeing usual delays out west Mountain View, 5600 West through West Valley and Bangor between California Ave and Kearns, but that's not solid. On I-15, you've got normal north and southbound sluggish volume. Utah County between American Fork and Orem as usual. Steve. And delays from downtown on North 15. Got a crash at 6 North on the uh, right shoulder there near the on-ramp at 6 North. More delays at 2300 North. Got a crash in the clearing stages uh, farther up into Davis County, southbound Main Street at 1800 North in Sunset. Two right lanes are still closed and delays on southbound Foothill between the U and 21st South. Come explore Logan, hit the slopes or rent snowmobiles, see a live performance, catch the Cache Valley Cowboy Rendezvous between March 14th and 17th with Western music, cowboy poetry, and dances. ExploreLogan.com. Steve Carlson in the KSL Traffic Center. As we head through the 5 o'clock hour, we're looking at sunny skies and temperatures in the upper 40s. We'll slide into the mid-40s under sunshine at 6 o'clock. Sunset this evening will happen at 618. And then we'll drop down into the low 40s as we head on through 7 and 8. Upper 30s by 9 and 10. Ultimate lows will be in the mid-30s under clear skies. With your hourly forecast on the 5 o'clock report, I'm Kevin Eubanks. Sunset is about an hour away. It's 6.17 p.m. right now. It's 48 degrees in Salt Lake City. KSL News Time 513 in the world's first jet suit race is taking place in Dubai today. Maria Chaleos is here with details. Jeff, I want you to imagine this. Pilots lined up on a runway. They fired up their seven jet engines with an ear-splitting roar. 
but they weren't preparing to fly a plane. They were the aircraft. The racers zipped along a route with the skyscrapers of Dubai Marina looming behind them, controlling the jet engines on their hands and their backs. Now, the pilots say it felt just like being the Iron Man character made internationally known by actor Robert Downey Jr. Now, the pilots in today's races, they wore, get this, 1,500 horsepower jet suits, more powerful than most luxury sports cars are using, and the kind of fuel used by the Emirates Airbus. They sped around obstacles in a water channel to allow for higher speeds and for safety of the pilots who are just barely skimming the surface of the water. Now, gravity says its jet suits can reach speeds of 80 miles per hour. Two pilots actually bumped into each other, but... They remained in the air as the crowd kind of watched in wonder. Now, the winner acknowledged getting nervous, but described the jet suit as safe and easy to handle. 80 miles an hour. Sounds terrifying. KSL News Time 514. And we have breaking news at KSL News Radio. We're just learning former President Trump has been pulled off the ballot in Illinois under the 14th Amendment's so-called insurrectionist clause. Colorado and Maine have also banned Trump from their ballots. KSL News Time 514. The three things you need to know this hour. First, it's a home run for the funding of a major league baseball stadium here in Utah. A bill that sets up the framework for the stadium's funding is now on the governor's desk. I'm KSL News Radio's Carol Hoffelmeyer. Second, once again, former President Trump has just been pulled from the Illinois ballot under the 14th Amendment's so-called insurrectionist clause. Third, our biggest traffic trouble spot. Well, that's going to be the Spaghetti Bowl area, the I-15, I-80, and the 201 junction. We have a crash eastbound on the 201 at I-15. That's caused delays back to Redwood Road, and then a crash eastbound I-80 at State Street blocking a right lane. That's backing traffic onto the main flow of I-15. Ricky Meese in the KSL Traffic Center. 40s today. How about 50s and near 60 degrees over the next couple of days? I'm Kevin Eubank. It's 48 degrees at the KSL Common Spirit Health Studios. Now, our top national stories. From ABC News. I'm Daria Albinger. Once again, the House and Senate have come together. Their leaders reaching a deal to avert a partial government shutdown at the end of the week. And once again, it's a stopgap measure. Congressional leaders say they've reached a deal on six of the 12 broad spending bills that would fund agencies through the remainder of the fiscal year. To pass those bills by the Friday deadline, a further stopgap would be needed. So that bill would extend the deadline out a week, and lawmakers would then give themselves two more weeks to allow for more talks on the remaining spending measures. ABC Stephen Portnoy in Washington. President Biden's doctors say the 81-year-old continues to be fit for duty after his annual physical today. Another delay in former President Trump's federal election interference trial. It's to allow the Supreme Court to hear his claim of sweeping presidential immunity. The lower court's three judges all agreed former President Trump is now citizen Trump and that any executive immunity that may have protected him in office no longer exists exists in prosecution in the January 6th case. The Supreme Court could have left it at that, but instead decided to hear arguments at the end of April, which means Donald Trump's criminal case could be delayed till midsummer or even up to the election without a resolution. ABC's Andy Field in Washington. A New York appellate judge has refused to halt Mr. Trump's $454 million civil fraud penalty while he appeals the judgment. You're listening to ABC News. And now the KSL in, uh, in-depth. A death row inmate in Idaho is going to live to see another day after his execution this morning failed. 
A medical team tried to deliver a lethal injection. They just couldn't find a vein. Joining me live, KSL legal analyst Greg Scordis. So, Greg, they tried for an hour to find a vein. It just didn't work. So back to the cell he goes. And what we want to ask you about is what happens next, because there's no playbook for this. Yeah, there really isn't, especially in Idaho. And we have seen it a little bit, apparently, from what what we're learning. Some other states have had the same problem. And you would expect, I mean, I think we've all had the the situation, especially with uh, people who are are maybe a little bit thin or or elderly, that it's really hard to get a vein. And with lethal injection, that's that's a necessity to get to that point. So uh, what we do now, I don't know if this man's on death row, whether Idaho has another method of, of carrying out an execution or whether they can get uh, find another doctor that can find a vein. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's really tragic because we get to this point, we get the public to this point, we get the victims uh, to the point, and of course you get the, the defendant uh, right there where it's about to, minutes away from the execution and something like this falls apart. I mean, it's I don't know. It's one of those moments where you wonder about how we're really carrying out the death penalty in America. From what I understand, uh, it's lethal injection in Idaho. But if it is unavailable, they can use a firing squad. I don't know if this qualifies as unavailable. But there's another question. After being brought into that chamber and having his veins fiddled with for an hour, can he go to the court now and say this is cruel and inhumane punishment? Yes, and in fact, he probably will and say, look, you know, that, that, that's beyond the pale. That's not something that a person should have to suffer to get right up to the point where you've had your last meal. You've ha- been able to talk with your religious leader and maybe some family members and that type of thing. And you really get to that point and then have it all uh, taken away. I mean, I know it, it seems kind of sort of ironic because he, like you started this whole episode with he lives another day. But really, the, the anticipation and just the, the mindset that he's gone through and that others have gone through, you're right, it could probably amount to what we would call cruel and unusual punishment. And I wouldn't doubt for a minute that his attorneys are going to raise that before he gets to the next uh, execution. You would expect many in Idaho government want to turn around and just try again the next day, but that's that's not the way it works. And this guy has cheated death. He's a multiple murderer. He's cheated death now for 40 years and Thomas Creech lives to see another day. KSL News Radio's legal analyst Greg Scordis, we appreciate you. Thanks for joining us and explaining a little bit about the legal aspects. Traffic and weather together now brought to you by Sinclair's Dino Pay app. Save up to 20 cents a gallon. Here's Ricky Meese. We're just seeing a mess this afternoon right in the heart of the valley. We have two crashes causing delays that will affect drivers eastbound and northbound. If you're coming on the 201, delays will start from Bangor Highway to the I-15 junction where we had a crash that had blocked a center lane. The ramps are all jammed up. Then we have an accident eastbound I-80 just after State Street blocking a right lane. And that's backing traffic to I-15, the 201 ramps, and then onto the main flow of northbound I-15 with delays back to Murray. Southbound I-15, slow and go from 33rd South to Bluffdale, and then westbound on the 21st 
south freeway delays from I-15 to Bangor Highway. Mark? You got south belt delays in both directions, but they're not too severe. Worst of the delays westbound uh, Highland to 1300 East. Eastbound has been sluggish, but improving Redwood to the south interchange. I-15 has been a little bit sluggish north and southbound between American Fork and Orem. And then Summit County Park City's back to the ugly delays today. Northbound SR 248 up from Park City to Kimball Junction. Steve. And a fresh crash, 19 south, 17th east in the Salt Lake area. Got a crash on northbound 15, causing backups and slow traffic by the 6 north on-ramp. That's on the right shoulder. More delays farther up at 2300 north, plus southbound 15, farther up into Davis County. Bogged down from Roy to Sunset. And usual delays on southbound Foothill between the U and 21st South. The Crossroads of the West Gun Show comes to Ogden this weekend at the Weber County Fairgrounds. Get great deals on guns, plus you can buy, sell, or trade at the show. Steve Carlson in the KSL Traffic Center. KSL 7-day forecast starts off with beautiful sunny skies and temperatures climbing. We've been in the 40s today. We'll head to the upper 50s on our Thursday. South winds will pick up, increasing clouds on Friday ahead of a storm that will move in Saturday. It'll bring valley rain to start, then it will flip over to snow Saturday night. That snow continues into the day Sunday, and temperatures crash. We'll go from the 50s into the 30s. The good news, pretty short-lived. By Monday, Tuesday, we're right back into the 40s with warming temperatures through the midweek. From the KSL Weather Center, I'm Kevin Eubank. And right now in Salt Lake City, 48 degrees, your seven-day forecast. Brought to you by Performance Automotive Bountiful. We'll check the markets in just a moment. Stay right here. Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News, only on KSL News Radio. 